So as kids going into kindergarten, pre-K, whatever, we we all started drawing, and it was one of the first things that we learned to do. Uh, and I don't know if you're anything like me. When you get older, you realize that it's not going to be a career path for you. Um, but then there's those few people in the world that go from being just uh, taught something to becoming supernatural with their talent and and taking it to a totally different level. Um, and today we got to hang out with a dude and spend some time talking about his whole process from the time that he got started to where he is now. And uh, and it's just such a unique story, isn't it? Oh, I thought it was great. You know, I think back to the last time I went to a concert, whether it was with my children or my wife and or us as a family of friends, and you always end up buying something from the merch department, mm-hmm. hat, koozie, shirt, it doesn't matter. <laughs> what I was blown away with in this interview was the amount of time, energy, and effort that went into learning about the artist. Mm-hmm. These aren't just like, you know, uh, st- clips. These aren't art clips. This is personalized design. Some of the artists had a lot of say in it, but there's a lot of trust that goes into it with yeah. a guy like Tim. And he blew me away with some of the stories, um, many of the artists that he worked with. I mean, when you guys hear this, there's not an artist that he has worked with that you're not going to know multiple number one hits from these bands, these artists. Or and even the, athletes too, Shaq. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, it just ranged from all different genres too. Yeah, It's not like it was in one space. And it was really cool. And I think Tim, you know, was down here from Brooklyn. He was down here to uh, for, for a personal reason. We were able to get him in the studio. And it was just a wonderful story that he told. Um, and he did a great job. And it was really impressive. And I think you guys are going to love it. Yeah, I think so too. Here we go. All right. Well, welcome to the One More Podcast. Today, our guest is Mr. Tim Lenore. Thank you for joining us all the way from Brooklyn down here to Jacksonville, Florida. Thank you. Absolutely. We've also got my man on the ones and twos over there, Mr. Charlie Walker, producing us. All right. So, Charlie, thanks for joining us today. Greatly appreciate you here. You're always here. You're just not always on the mic. So, it's great to have you today. Glad to be part of it, buddy. Yeah, man. Absolutely. (laughs) Running sound and talking on my big microphone here. Yeah, it's great to have you here. So, Tim, obviously all the way from New York. Yeah. Born and raised, though, right here in Jacksonville. So, not born. Um, I was was born in Washington State, moved all over the place growing up. Um, My dad worked on nuclear power plants and was kind of like... Kind of like a, uh, what do they call it, job shopper. So okay. two, two years at a time. So we're almost like army brats. So we moved around all grown up, but ended up in Florida for high school and then uh, finished college up here and then stuck around for a while. Yeah, so. college at UNF, right? Yeah. Swoop. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. So great. Well, you know, so you kind of left out of Jacksonville and what took you to Brooklyn? Uh, the economy. <laughs> so uh, I was here, I graduated in 2005 um, with my graphic design degree from uh, from UNF, and then worked at Zion Rootswear for a couple years, um, started going freelance with design, and then when the economy kind of went in the tank in 2008, um, a lot of people kind of stopped paying me <laughs> for like freelance Imagine work. that, right? Yeah, so. Working um, for free, that sounds weird. Yeah, so it was really kind of like strung out for a little bit, not really with any work, kind of just running around, just trying to find anything. Um, my brother had moved to New York earlier, so in 2010, I kind of just was like, I'm either going to become a bartender server right. or move up to New York, and I uh, slept on a couch for a little bit to kind of get going, and luckily, the uh, 
the design, I guess, industry and everything kind of caught back up a little faster up there. So it kind of just took me there. So I feel like that sleeping on the couch is always like, <laughs> it's always like how you know someone's going to make it. Like you've got to take yeah, a yeah. moment of like, you know what? I was sleeping on such and such's couch and <laughs> now I'm winning a Grammy or you yeah. know, design artist of the year. That's where it all starts. That's the I foundational hope. moment. So I heard you say Zion. Now is, yeah. that's the Bob Marley family, right? So yeah, I worked, um, funny enough, uh, back in 2005 when I was graduating um terrible portfolio review too i uh i barely graduated from unf uh i got like failed in all my portfolios because I, I was just drawing stuff they were like this guy's an illustrator he's not a designer so um so yeah so i, I almost failed that and then uh yeah the one of my teachers uh d colvin i think she's been married since so na- last name's different but she ended up uh hooking me up with this company zion rootswear that was actually the marley family and the conley brothers um who own caribbean connection here in jacksonville um so they had partnered with the Marley family to start Zion Rootswear. Nice. And uh, yeah, I got a job designing t-shirts, which is what I wanted to do. That's awesome. Yeah. So when you were doing that, like what was your favorite design? Or what was the one that you go, you know what? Like I see people wearing it, like that's it. Well, that's was, the one. Johnny Cash was one of their licenses. Nice. Um, and that was one, like, so I, it was right when Walk the Line, the movie came out. So, Great movie. Yeah. He got really famous. Um, Joaquin Phoenix, right? Yeah. Yeah. Great movie. Johnny Cash in general just was blowing up at the time. So I did this one design for Johnny Cash. It was just like wings and just said cash in like a distressed font um, or typeface if you want to be a snob about it. Um, <laughs> and then uh, stars and it just looked like an American flag with wings off the side and Cash's name on top. And it became a bestseller over the summer. And uh, that was when I was like, holy cow. And then Bro, you've probably seen it. Like, Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like I've seen it. Not only that, I feel like I got a friend that wears it. Yeah, well, a lot of the stuff, and it was funny too, because Charlie and I actually had gone on vacation up to New York. Was this when we were like, we're in the Virgin Megastore in How Times Square. Were we? like, it was 2006, so it was like a year after we graduated. 2006? Yeah, it was a year after I graduated. So I'd been at Zion for a year. But we get to New York, we go to the Virgin Megastore, and it's like, you walk in, you're like, Oh my gosh! Like I designed like this Marley shirt, this like reggaeton shirt that's like random, and then this a bunch of cash stuff. It was wild. So that's it. That, yeah. That's when you. That's I can't imagine that feeling. It's like whoa. Yeah, it was. It was one of those things too. You're like the world kind of gets smaller because you're like, <laughs> I, and like I'm serious. Like we, the office we worked out of, like my old creative director Larry and I, worked in an office without windows that was like backed up to a warehouse smaller than this room and it was just like a shoebox, like a closet almost um and we were designing all this stuff and then you go to new york and the virgin megastore at the time it was like the biggest thing yeah and i'm like here's my stuff like this is crazy so it I, kinda... me- I remember there was a guy who was getting arrested oh on yeah TV. we were watching you're like oh that dude's it was... yeah, he's wearing my shirt he's wearing my shirt it was like on the front page of, of like that USA Today is guy getting like yoked up. Um, <laughs> it was like, oh, I just signed his shirt. So oh, yeah, yeah that and in happening. the background, Bad Boys is playing. You're yeah. like, oh, he's yeah. got my shirt on. He's got my shirt. But awesome. I think the audience would appreciate that because I mean, especially for me as an artist, like trying to figure out like what is that next step that I need, like that one more thing that yep. I need to do mm-hmm. to get to that place where I want to be in my <laughs> life. And you know, Tim, here he is seeing his art you know around like the world i guess just and um and but at that point you weren't making nearly what you're making now no no i was um i got hired i think i got hired for like 28 grand uh out of college which was like a lot of money for me at the time and i was like i'm rich i'm finally making money (laughs) i know it was just like the best feeling ever but it's a consistent paycheck i wasn't used to that and i played sports in college so i never had consistent jobs so i was you know whenever there was an off season you'd you know you'd 
dig ditches or whatever because sure. I, I worked for a concrete company and yeah it was terrible the old ford probe yeah I'd drive a ford probe around but um but yeah so uh, you know having a consistent paycheck was amazing spent all the money like right away i mean i just i that i was terrible with money right off right off the bat but um I forget where I'm going with this. Well, no, I think yeah. you were talking about like just hitting it big and like yeah. what you made then versus what you made now. So when you were doing that, was the IP theirs? Was all the intellectual property yeah. theirs? So they got to keep all the royalty rights. Yeah, they and they and that is kind of the 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 business anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, they were smart because uh, the the Conley brothers um, they went to the Marley family and were like, everyone's ripping you guys off. Like mm-hmm. everyone is doing bootleg Marley shirts and this and this and this. If you guys just like got your shit together essentially and um just went with us we'll go after all these other people and uh, uh, so that's how so they, they got a firm to go represent them yeah, yeah and and they were smart enough to be able to go in and then they'd go to trade shows in vegas and there's stories of like mike one of the owners just like ripping stuff off of people's booths and be like, like no that's, that's mine yeah it's mine. mine get it out of here wow. so that's I, legit I that's, cool. that's legit yeah but no, those guys are great though yeah. like they, and um they were also really instrumental in, in helping me in new york because um i had left zion I, I just wasn't made for nine to five work. Sure. And it was just tough. Um, Dude, he would get up every morning. Like, I remember, because I, I was the guy sleeping on your couch, you know? Yeah. And I thought at one point it would be a great idea for me to, like, move out to, like, off 295 back before, like, Nocatee was there. Oh, and man. my Josh, his other, like, we call ourselves the three amigos since we were in college. Okay. One of our, like, other best friends. Um so Josh and I, we, yeah, we moved out there thinking this is going to be really good. And all I did after my shows, I get out of my shows at like two in the morning yeah. and I'm like, well, I can't drive home now. So now <laughs> instead of living in Jacksonville beach, I'm just sleeping on your couch in Jacksonville yeah. beach. Which and, was fun. Cause I would sleepwalk and, but every yeah, morning I remember like you would get up with your coffee yeah, and you, you, yeah, you'd be like, boom, boom, but you'd still make it out the door and make it to work. And come home and show us all these amazing things that you created and that's one of the reasons why like I really wanted to like have you on the show is because you are a guy who amongst so many creators that I know has had this sustainable self-control and this focus laser focus that no one else has ever had and I do believe that's why you've gotten here but how do we get other people to have that focus it's like you know, yeah, it, it's hard. Well, it's easy when you know what you want to do, and that's the one thing I've like, you know, with family members and things that like people just don't know what they want. And I have a younger brother that um, lived in Jacksonville and kind of spinning his wheels for years, and like never knew what he wanted. And like I in college knew, within like two years into my, um, I was going to be a physical therapist, um, like you, Ryan. Uh, I I got an elective, which is an art class, and it turned into a career i was like i, I want to paint i want to be a painter i'm a good right. painter i loved art and i just wanted to make money um but then yeah i figured it out really quickly i was like went to my teacher i was like i want to do this for a living how do i do it goes, eh, graphic design so i was like all right cool i'll just do that then and that was it um so i made the decision at 19 of what i wanted to do and i'm competitive i played sports so it's like i want to be good at what i do i want to make the best thing i don't want people to call me out for anything so it's like you laser focus but it's also like an ego you're like sure <laughs> you're yeah. like, i want to make cool stuff and i want people to like it and i yeah. want people that i like to like my stuff so it's really that and you just go after it and i just got lucky enough to fall backwards into things that just kind of kept me going in the right direction like i don't think a lot of it's hard work and putting yourself in the right position but a lot of it too is just knowing what you want to do and right and like we say you're one more it's like I know what I'm doing next. It's like the next step is like, I see it. I've already, you know, in my mind, I already know that 
Like the next thing I want to do is create my own clothing line. And but you didn't know necessarily yeah. what the outcome was going to be when you took those steps. No. You just knew that you needed to make a step either out of something or towards something. Yeah. And, but you, I, and you were bold enough to do those. But things. I think there was a manifestation too. Like in college, when I failed my portfolio review, it was a, um, it was a really like crazy moment where I was, I was like, do I just quit this and start something else? Because mm-hmm. I, it was really like I worked really hard on it, and I showed up to my portfolio review with like T-shirts that I screen printed myself, <laughs> posters that I you know had made, and designed, and did art on. And I was just like you know a little kid at like crafts fair essentially, and I just got crapped on the whole time. So. I, I like come up from that. I'm like, man, what am I doing wrong? And then my teacher, who gave me the internship or told me about the internship that it turned into a job, was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, screw this. I don't care about graphic design. I just want to make cool shit for my friends and artists, and I want to work for bands. And I wanted to, and I like literally described like the job that I'm doing now. So right. and it's cool. And then like Charlie was like at the time was the up and coming biggest act in jacksonville so like i'm doing all his stuff it's like our buddy ryan with split tone they came up and i'm like doing all their stuff then the rich and the bricks started hiring me to do like their posters for like you know their nights you're welcome charlie i'm kidding <laughs> charlie man hey no I but it's not do your stuff man. so then after after zion yeah. you moved to brooklyn and while you're at brooklyn the next step was to universal no so i was freelancing with zion while i was there but the first job i got was designing underwear um oh yeah we gotta City. talk about this so hilarious <laughs> please tell me it was it was it was women's underwear no it kidding. wasn't it wasn't it was, uh, it was uh, <laughs> here's the funny thing it's men's underwear yeah i um, got you but we've got he wasn't designing the underwear he was, no i was designing like the prints and patterns yeah so i was working for like a company that had the license to lucky brand all zoomed in oh yeah so i was the one stop shop so i was the graphic designer so i was doing the packaging i was i was airbrushing <laughs> Charlie's laughing at this kid stuff oh, that was a softball pitch by the yeah. way I was airbrushing the packaging. <laughs> My creative director too mm-hmm. there was he's amazing. He's I'm still like really close with him, David. Um and he was just like he was he was like, Please just airbrush the religion out. And I was like, What do you and I was like, Oh gosh. And then I saw yeah, and it was it was a Jewish company, yeah, so gotcha. you can imagine. Um so yeah, but it's actually really hard to do. But I got my sister an internship with the women's department of this. So she's airbrushing like nipples out of bras and I'm airbrushing like wieners and stuff. And I'm sitting here like, can we switch jobs, man? <laughs> like this is terrible. You're like, I don't know about you, but uh I am ready to get I'm ready yeah, to go oh, have a drink after this. Is it was fun. Yeah, one of my friends would always be like, dude, we need to take you to a strip club. You've been seeing too many wieners today. <laughs> 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 but um that was a good job because it it was one of those um first starter kind of things when yeah. you get to the city and I was twenty seven when I moved there, so I was skipping the whole you gotta earn it, you gotta like take your internship and make peanuts in the city and I kinda skipped that and went to what I thought was a lot of money, a decent paying yeah. job. And it still was just, you know, you got like four roommates and you're living in Brooklyn and whatever. But yeah. um yeah, but I was interning with Zion the whole time. Um or not uh, freelancing with Zion the whole time. And then uh, from there, Zion got bought by Universal Music. Right. And um, they kind of were like, yeah, you know, I know you rely on this. I was on retainer with them. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of these things. I came back from a vacation. They were like, we got sold, and we don't have any work for you anymore. So I was like, oh, that's like, lovely. Yeah. Great. This and, is how it works. And everybody in New York's got a hustle. So that was my hustle. And I'm like, oh, man, what do I do? So I reached out to an old creative director that was working at this company, Bravado. Um back in the day and charles uh was like 
yeah, we got a lot to talk about. And I was like, what are you, <laughs> what are you talking about? So like, I, I hit him up, and this was like January of like 2013. And then he's like, um, yeah, so uh, we bought Zion. And I was like, what? We like Bravado's this small merch label that right. I, you know I had done some work for, didn't get a whole lot of traction on, but whatever. They knew I lived in New York, and uh, so then he's like, well, what do you think about a senior design position over here? And I was like. Uh, okay. And I was like, wait, bravado? And he's like, yeah, we got bought by Universal. And then we bought Zion. So I was right. like, what? And he's like, yeah, you can be a senior designer here. We know your work. We know you. So Universal, much larger platform. Huge. I mean, the word yeah. itself, right? So now we're taking on more artists, yeah. more opportunities, more more design rights, you know, designing yeah. more for other other artists out there. So who were some of like, you know, those some names of some people you were designing stuff for? Uh, first job there was the Rolling Stones. Well, that one's a tough one, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, it was, it was uh, crazy. So I, I'm a workhorse. So like I, I design quickly. You can probably tell by the way I talk. I'm like, Whoa, you know, I get like super amped and then like just go. But um, design wise, I'm the same way. Like I know I have a process. I do a lot of illustration, but I work quickly. So that was my thing. So you're a new, I mean, you're not new to the business, but you're new to Universal. And they're like, yeah. hey, here you go. You know what? Uh, we're not going to warm up. Just give them one of the big acts. We're yeah. going straight. Rolling Stones has a legacy, has a catalog, has a huge fan base following. Yeah. Go get them. What was the, what was the, the, the meaning behind that? Was it trying to like re-energize the band to a different to a different demographic? Is that what they were trying to do? Or were they just like, man, you know what? We think you are the guy that matches this. Go get them. So the Stones are always and if you look at their discography and everything they do are always trying to be relevant and present and okay. of the time they Makes don't sense. want anything that looks vintage most of their stuff like we just i think recently started doing they call them like parking lot t-shirts but okay. like what looks like a bootleg shirt you'd buy in the parking lot okay. they just started doing that and i think that's just for retail most of their merchandise and correct me if i'm wrong if you go back and look but most of it's done by the most relevant artist of the time so this is a huge compliment to you it is this is like a big deal i wasn't doing a lot of the crazy creative in it i was doing a lot of like the you know hey they're going to be touring at all these arenas and it's the football arenas so do you can you create a line of like clothing cut and sew clothing that works with the arenas and stuff so it'd be like oh it's make the tongue into like a buffalo you know okay. and then you know turn that into like the buffalo arena you know buffalo bills like you know yeah. but like but don't use the nfl because we don't have approval right. um yeah <laughs> make it look like it but, but don't but make don't, it look like yeah. it right but don't like, do it they call it ad mat art but like the ad mat's usually done by some uber famous artist okay and then you take that and then you just cut it apart and do whatever you want with it makes sense and then uh yeah and then they have like usually one-off posters for each one of the venues so then you're kind of in charge of either curating other creatives to kind of do that or doing it yourself how fine of a line do you have to walk for that trademark? How fine of a line do you dance around, like, logo infringement, it's, everything infringement on that? We have lawyers, or we had lawyers there at... Um, Universal. At Universal that would... that Their whole job, and there's a lot of it that happens. Because even the artists, you know, if Kanye comes out with a song, and there's, like, a lot of times it takes a while for it to come out, because mm -hmm. they have to get approval from, like, every sample he's gotten, every person that's on the thing. Like, everyone has to check in, and they all have lawyers, and everyone needs to battle it out. And so, they gotta go, yeah. The old the old vanilla ice, the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mine goes, duh. Yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> same thing with, um, with the... Design. Charlie's 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 remember that? Not duh. No, it's just duh. Duh. It's a duh. Duh. It's an upper He actually duh. testified to that, which is hilarious. Yeah, it's great. And then the, then the story goes, Suge hung him over a building, and it all went away. And the duh was no, no, man. no more. Yeah. 
Death Row. Yeah. You don't want to mess with that. All right. Snoop Dogg now. He's with Martha Stewart. We're good. That's right. That's right. So back. Sorry, I'm hijacking the conversation oh, here. No, so no. back to the. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you have to walk a tight rope. But the lawyers are usually telling you what to do and not to do. So, you you know, if you do something and, and they're like, you can't get away with this. You know, you're like, oh, OK. But it's it's like you can't trademark color. You can't do that. So you're like, oh, we're going to Kansas City. Let's use, uh, you know, yellow and red. Um, right. And you can't, you know. Yeah, and you can't trademark letters. No, right? of course you know, not. And it's that, already so it's all it, you have. You have the opportunity to put it together and make yeah. it work. Yeah, and it's branded already too. Like the the tour gets like branded with something. So it's like this was the, I think it was the yeah fourteen on fire tour. So it was like oh here's the fourteen on fire tour. So it's you know this makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. you're you're just like oh, okay, you know, run with this. So you kind of use their the ad mat art, which is like your essentially your style guide, and then you just run with it. Um, so then after Universal. You, Rolling Stones. Did you get another artist after that, or was oh, that who you yeah. were there with the entire time? So give me so, who were like some of the big names. I mean, Rolling Stones is pretty darn big. They were big, and so it was, let's let's go like genres, everything. Start uh, throwing them out there, man. So everything. Um, I started doing stuff for Tim McGraw right away, which was hilarious. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean not hilarious. It was awesome, but he's, well, yeah, he's a funny extreme. Guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then let's see, Kanye West, uh, Lady Gaga. The Beatles had the license move over there, so I was working on the Beatles stuff. Um, shoot. Uh, so we're not talking about just... You've done Bieber, oh, Gomez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bieber, Bieber, Gomez. Selena Gomez. We're not talking about like, you know, we're not talking <laughs> We're not talking about a one-track go. Here, we're going to give you the... What's, remember, remember the movie, that, that one thing with Tom Hanks? What was the movie called where it's like you got one hit and he was representing a band? That oh, thing you do. Yeah, thing you do. Yeah, You're not yeah. getting that thing you do band that sings that one song going around. You're literally like talking about multi-platinum, yeah. legendary, Hall of Fame, rock and roll hip-hop i mean you name it yeah. artists and so we go on tour let's say my daughter goes to a concert to any of those artists she's taking down a shirt there's a chance there's a shirt that's what you did yeah. you put that together yeah between the years of 2000 let's say 10 11 to what to win now still doing it now <laughs> my, still doing it now that's awesome so my i can say that because my, my daughter actually went and saw justin bieber here in concert yeah and got a shirt and i'm like you know what you probably did that i i didn't do those because um my thing with bieber last time i kind of cleaned up a couple pieces that they had had they had you know it, his album cover i think for the last album had this weird glow on him or something so they they'd hit me up um universal i still work with them i'm freelance now I, okay I, I don't work with any label directly but um i'm gonna add something i think it's a really important note to to make that if anyone who's listening is a freelance or any kind of artist is that there's um i kind of lost my train of thought there what was the last thing that you just said I'm talking about bieber's uh, well cleaning up cleaning up freelance. yeah there, there, sometimes we we get so focused on being like this one specific but there's so many avenues like you could be of artistry that oh, you yeah. could still be part of it where you're not the one who maybe did the design but you're the one that's doing the final edit on the mm -hmm. design you know so and perfect example of that uh kanye west so like he's pretty relevant right now because he was going on yeah tweeting a lot last night uh or uh instagramming <laughs> um so we worked on his stuff and i was in the office i would i wasn't working on the yeezus tour but that was 2013 i think um, he, my friend Nick was working on that. Um, but then when Life of Pablo came out, he did this like crazy, um, like 23 pop-up shops across the country or across the world. Actually, I think there was some in other countries and it was like the week before we were told this was going to happen. Yeah. And, and you're like, all right, we normally got like a month or two before this stuff. So anyway, like, so, and we're getting, uh, 
yeah, we're getting like pretty much hit up like right before it, and none of the art is our art. It's like we hired this guy to do it. You got to make this stuff happen. And then like our A and R dude at the time is like he's like a you know super fan of Kanye, so he's like absolutely we got this. And then just like guys, you're not gonna be able to sleep for the next three nights because we gotta get this done. So. <laughs> Like you said, so you're sitting there designing crazy, like setting all this artwork up, talking to printers, doing all this stuff, but it's like insane. And I had the same, I was in charge of like the life of Pablo stuff. So, um, like this guy, Virgil, who's passed away, Virgil Abloh, he's a, he started off white. He was the creative director for Louis Vuitton and was Kanye's like really close friend who's, he passed away last year. Um, actually might've been earlier this year. Uh, anyway, like he was in charge of all the, uh, Yeezus stuff. And so he was a really good conduit and kind of like would mellow Kanye out. And then Kanye would send you the work. He'd kind of distill it and get you. Mm -hmm. to, but then life of Pablo happened. Virgil's doing his thing and he's, you know, uber successful. He's right. like, you know, to the moon. So like no one was like filtering what, what, he, what Kanye wanted. And it was just like coming in piecemeal. I was in charge of working on some of it and it was just a nightmare. So yeah, like part of this job was like navigating those personalities and navigating this like Yeah, you got a guy like Kanye, super talented, but all over the place, yeah. right? I mean, but and I'll never crazy talented. Crazy talented. Stuff coming from all different directions, yeah. trying to get your arms around it. And well, then it was nice to have that that middleman there kind of filtering and kind yeah, of saying, This is where we're gonna put it all together it's how we want it to look. But Did you ever get a pair of Yeezys from him? Did you I, ever send I that didn't. to you? Um that we were I think we were given <laughs> the opportunity to be on the list. To, to, the to waiting buy. list to get them. Well, like not even <laughs> to buy. No, to, to buy. But like oh. it's, it was. Thanks. Honestly, though, yeah. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot because you could have bought them and then resold them, right? Man, if I would have gotten on the list to be the Red October, like Done. back in the day, I could have bought those for whatever. I was on the list. You know, if I was buy them for like wanted, two grand, turn around and flip them for not even. I could have bought them for three hundred bucks and turn them around for like twenty five grand now or something stupid. So what's interesting going back to this Dang. point about pop up shops? So I always find this interesting because in Jacksonville we don't. Yeah, we don't have that, right? Let's call that what it is. We don't have a pop-up shop. Right. In New York, man, I went up there, and I'm walking around, and I'm like, oh, hey, my daughter and my, my son and their friends, they want to go to these pop-up shops. And I'm yeah. like, oh, well, just give me the address. And they're like, oh, it's a pop-up shop. And I'm like, well, there's got to be an address to this pop-up shop. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, well, what did it just, they just start it today? And they're like, no, they started they, it today. Yeah. I'm like, there's no way they started this place today. And like in New York, this is a thing. You just yeah. pop up, you're like, whatever, we're doing it's good. Yeah, that's here usually. it's like you got to have a permit. You got yeah. you got to talk to the mayor. You got to get some stuff done before the police got to approve it. You're not just popping up in Jacksonville, Florida, but New York. Yeah, they're like whatever, man. Hey, listen, everything's shut down anyway, so go ahead and throw a shop up. My buddy Mark Braddock actually does the 904 pop up here, which is dope. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, oh no, Charlie was getting a picture of of the gentleman taking pictures. Oh, right? taking pictures us. of us. So Charlie's yeah, getting a picture good. of the. That's that's called picture in picture, by picture, the way. Picture. Hey. I'll picture picture right yeah. any day. <laughs> no, the um, the pop-up pop picture. Yeah, the pop-up picture. Um, no, but my buddy Mark Braddock actually does the pop-ups, um, 904 pop-up here, which is dope. But uh, he has to do, yeah, like he has to work through the city and do all this stuff. In New York, you just like, there's all these spaces. I Probably even better now with COVID because um, everything's been cleared out and kind of whatever. But yep. in Soho, a lot of times there's just these like open lofts and then these guys will start it and then just tweet it and it's, it's it, live action it's live action and then yeah <laughs> i thought it was lit yeah live oh, action live in soho action. that's a uh but nuts that's a that's a good area too 
Yeah, so like fun. That. It's one of my favorite burger joints over there, Soho. Where, where at? Uh, over by NYU, uh, which is probably all of Soho. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, it's a uh, it's a place, it's a burger and shake place, and the milkshakes they serve are like legit. Like if you get a birthday cake milkshake, they put an entire piece of birthday cake on top of the milkshake. Oh, man. I think it's called like it's either called like Black Top. Okay. Or I don't know. It's it's you walk downstairs to eat in the restaurant, and they've got their own drafts. Uh, and they've got uh, these amazing. Literally, you go there. The burgers are all like it's like something off of like diners, drivers, and dives. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's the assortment of stuff, but the milkshakes are just completely legit. Awesome. Yeah, we've I've, gone there every time with our kids. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, this is great. Yeah, I, I, plenty of spots where you can go there and just uh, indulge. And, oh, just and have and, and be incredible. We hope you guys are enjoying this podcast so far. Quentin and I really, really enjoyed having Tim on the show. He's such a funny guy and so talented. There's a lot more to come, but we're going to do a quick sponsor break now. I've been in the lending business for 20 years. I've seen many different lenders. During those 20 years, I recognized there's a difference between being an originator and an advisor. And the team at Bank of England is full of advisors. They take their time to understand your needs. They take the time to structure a mortgage for you and your family. And I cannot recommend them enough. If you're in the market to purchase a home, maybe it's a second home, maybe it's an investment property, or you're looking to refinance your current property that you live in, take a minute to work with the advisors at Bank of England Mortgage. They're a nationwide lender, and you can find your local branch at www.boemortgage.com. www.boemortgage.com. Because it's more than loans, it's people. Thanks so much for letting us give a shout out to our sponsor, all right, now back to the podcast. I will say the other thing is, uh, you know, you haven't lived. Charlie laughs. You haven't lived. You played chess in the middle oh, over there at Soho yeah, against one are, of the the masters. Those guys are insane. Yeah, I'm I'm terrible. I, and I watch the Queen's Gambit whenever and uh, or Kings. I don't even yeah. know what it is. But Kings game. Yeah, yep. there it is. That's how bad I am. Um, <laughs> yeah. So my brother and his his girlfriend are like super into chess now, and they're they're. They're gamers anyway. They, they like playing the games. I'm mm-hmm. so bad, but yeah, those guys are masters, and they're it's pretty cool to see. Well, we were up there in the heart of it in December, so it's you know we got the nice fall weather. Everyone's in a, a beanie or toboggan, whatever yeah, you want yeah. to call it. And I mean, I'm sitting there and I'm like so nostalgic. And my wife's like with the kids, and she's like, "Are you gonna play?" And I'm like, "I'm kind of scared to step to one of these guys because you know the older they are, the wiser they are." Yeah, and you know they kind of it's got a little. There's a little bit of a hustle game going on there oh, too. Oh, totally. So that's, that's I sit down and. Uh, the guy's like, "Hey, it's five bucks." I'm like, "Oh, we'll throw five dollars on this." Yeah. That's my wife. I was like, "If if this particular game goes longer than three minutes, I've done pretty good because this clock, you've got to hammer this clock and go." Yeah. And uh, I did make it past three minutes with him, <laughs> nice. and uh, I couldn't tell if he was humoring me in front of my kids, like if he was letting me go, you know, because you hear me tell the kids, "If we go longer than three minutes, Dad's done good." Yeah, so yeah. I could kind of feel like that. But as soon as we clock, as soon as we crossed the three minute mark, it was like two moves later, he had me. I'm yeah. like, "Dad, oh, come man. Yeah, played right into his hand, literally. <laughs> Um, but it's a it's nostalgic goes sitting out there. Think of that searching for Bobby Fisher type deal thing. Yeah, and that's exactly. where they filmed that and Lawrence Fishburne and all those guys were out there during that scene. So, so cool. cool, cool moment. So um who who are some other artists you're currently doing for? So a big artist, they're not with Universal anymore, but I started working with them and it kind of changed a little bit of the path of my career, um, was Guns N' Roses. GNR. Um, yeah. The OGs. Yeah. So I love these this huge band, fan base. And I love the band. Like okay, so now you've got someone that you're like, this yeah. is my band. This is who I'm ready to go work They're with. They're just so cool. And I remember being like 
middle school. Like, yeah. listen to that. I was like, man, these guys. Appetite awesome. for destruction. Yes. Lose your illusions one and two. Yeah. You're like, I'm all in on it's this. So cool. Yeah, you're just like, this is a cool band. Um. So anyway, <laughs> they got back together. So Duff slash and uh, Axel in like 2016, I think, mm-hmm. decided like they're getting the band back together. They're gonna do it. And Universal had the rights to it. So their first like slash said um they're asked him in an interview i think in 2010 like when are you gonna ever tour with with uh them again he goes never not in this lifetime like when are you ever gonna go back to gnr not in this lifetime so they right. named the tour not in this lifetime tour smart so perfect so um that was like a huge you know thing in, in my work i'm working on it um my creative director charles at the time is just like he's a big fan and he's friends with the manager and like it's it just like everything worked out so we started working, we started working on that, um, doing the posters, doing everything. Super fun works. You're like illustrating everything. They love illustration. They love like put a skull on it. You know, it's like perfect. Like, so I'm drawing all this stuff, and then uh, finally they were like, uh, the manager, or no, uh, it was John Varvatos, um, the the fashion designer. They're doing a pop up shop in like they the John Varvatos shop is in the old CBGB um, like music venue. In, okay. In uh in the east village in manhattan so it's like it's already kind of rock and roll nostalgia and they were like oh we're gonna do a pop-up shop in john barbados for the 2016 whatever we want to do painted leather jackets and i'm like all right. all right so my whole come up was painting like i love painting like the only reason i do design is because i like to paint and i was like i went to my painting teacher and he was like go be a graphic designer <laughs> so it's like all right cool so like here i am like they're like tim do you want to paint these six jackets for the john varveda shop i was like yeah sure and i'm like i'm about to go on vacation in like four days it's six jackets and it's the guns and roses cross actually i'll show you here and these are the ones the band wore so these are the ones so it's the the band did wear it yeah i'll show you here so it's the cross. I feel like I've seen that so many times. Yeah. So this is an iconic piece that was designed back in like two. Well, that's no. the Appetite for Destruction yeah, skull. Like yeah. Nineteen eighty-seven, I think. Is what yeah. It. So anyway, so they hit me up to like, can you paint this? Um, so I like did a black and white version, three of those, and three of these. So slash Dang. slash ends I was up. I gonna say course, yeah. right? Slash wears it, and then it's like tagged Duff. You know the the bassist. Yeah. I'm legend. Um, so anyway, so <laughs> I'm so legend. Now. Yeah, so legend. I am legend. So I um, I get to do this, and um, so I paint them, and then I'm, I'm going on vacation. So I'm like, I'm going to, out to Washington to go on vacation, and I, I paint it. I finish it by like 11 o'clock the night before. I'm like, everything's done. Just send it out. You know, the next day they had a courier take it down to John Vervedas. I land in in Seattle, and I wake. At, like I don't have a very big Instagram following or anything, but like I had gotten tagged by John Varvatos and like woke up in Seattle, like landing and like, holy crap. And I had like 500 new Instagram followers and like, it was really cool. That's a big flight. Yeah. It was insane. And again, I'm not like, I'm not good at social media, so I don't have a huge presence on there, but, um, but this was one of those things where you're just like, holy cow, like this is amazing. Yeah. Like, this is how it works. Um, I didn't take advantage of it at all. I'm terrible. With it, so. Oh no. Yeah. But, um, but it turned into me being like the the leather jacket guy. So then afterwards, I'm like painting a leather jacket for Slash's girlfriend. I'm painting nice. like the manager every time they go on tour, gets a new leather jacket. So that's yeah. awesome. So it's I, pretty amazing. So they keep though. coming back for more. I mean, yeah, I still like, I just this is fantastic. Yeah, I finished uh, I finished one month and a half ago for the European tour they just did. It was an MC Escher like holding the globe kind of thing. My buddy Arian actually did 
the artwork for a, a poster in Europe, and then I painted the jacket with like the graphic on it. So, so you, you know, dope. you tell me like I'm a huge GNR fan; they're fantastic. So you yeah. know their catalog. Yeah. But then you know you were telling me earlier you've worked with the likes of Nas, Kanye. Mm-hmm. What What do you do like art when you're not equally as? And I'm not saying you aren't. But I mean, do you gravitate towards their music, or do you have to listen to their music to get a vibe for what you're going to design, or how does that work? It's really person. it did open up, it opened up a lot for me because like not that I was like shut off, but I was snobby about music. Like yeah. you know, I was like, I was like, oh, I liked Modest Mouse and yeah. Built to Spill before anybody else knew who they were. You know, and I'm like a snob about it. But then, <laughs> now you're calling. You're, then you're, are you the guy that's like sell out? Yeah, you are. Oh, oh well, I, I was. I'm not anymore. Now I'm like, man, that Bieber album. Yeah, and man, I'm crushing it, crushing so, it. But Nas, I mean, Nas is an OG. So like, I yeah. was like, man, like Illmatic. I got the chance to do album. his like, yeah, his like. I think it was his 20th anniversary of Illmatic. And I got to do an illustration for that. That was sick. I was like, oh man, like he did a poster, signed the poster. That was one of my my earlier jobs. That's cool. I was, and again, man, being in New York and then having any chance to get like close a, to someone like Nas. Yeah, that's a big deal, man. He's that's a hometown guy. Yeah, it feels good. And it's like not that I, I, I've been in New York for twelve years. I would never consider myself a New Yorker because it's like there's pride with that, like people right. that grew up there. But um, but to just be adjacent and just to be in a place where you're like, you know, all this great stuff happened. Like I. One of the reasons I was up in New York, one of the times I got inspired was because I watched Dave Chappelle's Block Party, mm-hmm. and I loved that. That Block Party thing was amazing. You can even see like J. Cole in the background of yeah. it. Like, it's so cool. I live two blocks away from where that was filmed. Now. Oh, that's cool. So I'm like, man, talk about manifesting like stuff. And then my wife and I are looking at property, uh, or like looking at condos to like possibly purchase up there, and one of them is like on the block and i was like man if that happens <laughs> i'm like man i should have asked for a million dollars when i was manifesting this nah man no, that's but, cool that's awesome so it's, yeah. it forces you to get relevant yeah. in their catalog so you can design something that speaks to their audience that yeah. they're gonna like and, and you know i imagine even with like tim mcgraw yeah you know any of those artists you've got to get into that catalog and get some sort of feel for like hey listen this is what i'm feeling when i hear this music and yeah at least get into it with what you want to design and how you want to do it yeah with tim mcgraw it's funny because it, like he's i mean he's a legend as well and almost every country artist i did really well with the country artists too because like a lot of the stuff i like to do is like you know illustrated like whiskey barrel kind of like my own well there's a lot of crossovers stuff. between those artists you just described in guns and roses yeah, and yeah. rolling stones and country music i mean there's a lot it's of the a same lot flavor. yeah it's a lot of fun um and tim mcgraw was it, it was funny being like one of the first jobs because i remember like it was the first time i got to deal with like celebrity stuff and i'm not like face to face with them but like face like emails you know and you're just like hey change my face on this and you're like that's a photo man like what <laughs> like that's just how you look man yeah man um, there let me let me airbrush this he, didn't, he more. didn't like the way he looked in that one so i was just like all right man cool and then like i was working for what was it uh, uh casey musgraves or whatever and she would send me uh, just like a text of her talking and be like hey i like this hat but can you make the gradient like start here instead of here and i was just like this is cool and she wasn't famous at the time or as famous. i scary to say she's pretty freaking famous now now she's, yeah but it was funny she's out there but it's she's it was Voice funny text that's pretty cool yeah but it was, that is cool but i remember like i don't have her number or anything but she was just i was just like probably peace but it's probably like five other managers sent it to me but it was just like her giving me feedback on the on the work i did and then uh yeah my my uh co-worker nick was like dude how funny is it that she's like winning grammys now and yeah remember when she was sending you like how to make the color gradient on her logo on her hat like with a video chat and i was like <laughs> yeah i actually forgot about that <laughs> actually, this is funny um 
I had a breakup in 2015 and Charlie was nice enough to let me stay with him for like 10 days. And, uh, I, you know, I've been at Universal for two years at this point. So anyway, I'd worked a lot on Imagine Dragons. So I come down and I'm working a lot of stuff. Anyway, like my friends, the same guy, Nick, um, got an Imagine Dragons poster and like him and a bunch of guys in the office like signed it and like sent it to me and be like, yo, Imagine Dragons. We're like, yo, Tim, man, like, good job. So I'm like bragging about it. I'm out of the bar like, yo, Charlie, check it out. Imagine Dragons likes my work, man. And like, just bragging about it. I get back and they're like, dude, we felt so bad. We like, we all just did that ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, you're not cool. What I call it? I'm a herb. That's a, no. Uh, it's like Imagine if Imagine Dragons. What was, that, yeah, what was that game that you used to put the names in? And you they had the matching. Oh, face up or whatever? Yeah, it was, it was Herb. Herbert. Herbert, yeah. Herb. <laughs> that was like, that's the term. That's my New York like nickname. <laughs> I'm going to find that guy's face and send oh, it to you. No. I'm like the happy goober that one, runs around New York with a smile on his face. Why is this guy so happy? <laughs> Jeez. Herb. That's cold, man. They signed that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was embarrassing. No, they didn't mm-hmm. sign it. They didn't sign no, it. No, no. You signed it. My friends did. Yeah. Which, you know, whatever. Mm. Imagine Dragons, I still do work for them. They're great. So I love it. That's huge. Yeah. That's, that's huge. So you were also telling me, uh, did I hear, uh, let's see here, was it 50 Cent was another one that you had done some stuff for? I, I, I've been a Jason. I haven't worked with him directly. Not not at all. Um, you did all magic stuff, right? Magic stuff. Yeah, 50 not Cent. Not all I, this stuff. Yeah, when they came out What'd with- What did you do for 50, though? I didn't do anything for him, actually. I, he was one of the, I think we probably did a pitch for him. I might have had some stuff, but like, yeah, random. But like, he's an artist that we like, we're trying to get, I think, and like never did. We did a lot of stuff. Like he's a Queens-based guy. We did a lot of stuff for Nicki Minaj. Um, I imagine run. that one had to be a whole another different type of uh, um, what do you call it? Design work. Yeah, that was interesting. That was cool. Um, I'd recently just saw her on the VMAs, and by the way, I'm not like a huge music award show guy. Um, and I think my wife just like, oh, let's just see her performance. So since we haven't been to concerts much, yeah, after yeah. COVID, we've only been to like four. And she was like, let's just, let's just watch it and see what it's like. (laughs) You know, Nicki Minaj never does not bring, you know, bring it 150%. Yeah, yeah, totally. But this one was a, was basically a compilation of all of her hits. So she's, she's showing out because she's winning like the, like the, like the, the Mecca award for, and she goes out and she ends it with her new song, uh, Super Freaky girl and you know the title says it all and you're thinking this should not be on at 8 30 at night yeah yeah you're like on any type of cable network she's got to compete with wap though ah but i mean (laughs) it's always they're always trying to one-up each other at this point that's a that's a whole another situation i feel like i feel like that the the music industry now uh with the with the takeover is how how I mean, you look back and you look at the ridicule that like Two Live Crew took for what they did. And you yeah, look at what's yeah. going on right now. You got to be thinking that's child's play compared to what you're hearing right now. Yeah, I it's I don't know. Little it's kind of nuts. Lil Kim did some stuff, but uh, yeah, it it is. You also, I don't, I don't know. So much of it's like clickbait now too. Mm-hmm. It's like what can we get to like make somebody mad enough to tweet about it to where it now it becomes a hit because they got mad. Right. So it's all that too. So I don't know. It's so much, and I didn't. You know, just working in the building at Universal, you know, to see how much of this stuff is like, you know, the the labels know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, the there A&R was, reps know. Yeah, and there was a whole story too, like Lil Nas X when Old Town Road came out, and like how you know he had been like a Nicki Minaj super fan and was like tweeting about her all the time and this and that, and then like they ended. I guess he had a bunch of like Instagram followers or like YouTube followers. Anyway, so then he ends up 
getting hit, uh, hooked up with like some record execs and then like the whole like there's a story that like all that was like made up and fabricated about like who was it uh Billy Ray, Billy Ray finding the song and being like that is country music but they kind of made it up themselves like the whole narrative of that yeah so they take they take a guy that they take a guy that's clearly been there done that yeah that's got that one hit wonder label and you know you don't want to label someone that but that's what it was labeled yeah it's got a very successful daughter and they're like, you know, he's in the news, he's relevant, but he's not right there anymore. Let's yeah. just bring him in here and do this and yeah, make yeah. this up. And here we are today. Well, I mean, the labels are good at that. And like, they, they I mean, he's no, play. he's no Kane Brown. Let's put no, it that no, way. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, Kane Brown. He knows what he's doing, and they all, they all know what they're doing. So yeah. I don't know. I, again, I mean, I, I, I love when artists are making money and doing their thing. And you know, if it takes that to do it, that's the thing that I'm struggling with as an artist myself. It's like I'm just. I feel like I'm left in the past a bit, but uh, yeah, it's like seeing how, you know, you know, it's all Instagram, it's all Twitter, it's all this, and like there'd be guys standing in front of the building handing out CDs, you know, yo, here's my mixtape, here's my mixtape, and I'm like, man, I can't even play this, like I don't even have a CD player anymore. And I'm oh, like, that's happening now. It's still, yeah. yeah, and like people would be like, yo, listen to my stuff, listen to my stuff, and like begging to get in. People are trying to get into the building to get it. Just in the universal. Yeah, and like it was cool because I was standing out there one time, and there was a um, one of the bigger up uh, higher ups or whatever at Def Jam uh, walked out and I can't remember what his name was but uh, some guy was doing stuff the guy's like listen man he's like I'm gonna tell you straight up he's like don't even don't even try this shit he's like try to get yourself an online presence get a YouTube channel that's got followers get followers on Instagram he's like cause all we're gonna do is take your money and he was like you know we'll give you an advance but he's like you pay that back to us. He's like, build up your following and do that. And I kind of gave people like real advice. I was like, man, that's kind of cool. Like this dude like knows the game. You don't really want in here. Yeah. He's like, you don't want none of this shit, man. Dewey Cox. Dewey Cox. You don't want none of this. You don't want none of this. But a lot of these kids, man, I feel bad. They sign and they sign these deals with these labels and they're signing 360 deals. So they're giving away their merch rights and all this other stuff. Well, I mean, I've been signed twice and I can tell you that like, you know, even though the deal wasn't like that level of a deal, I quickly realized because it was still the same structure that mm-hmm. I'd be locked in for three, and by that I mean like three albums, and <clears throat> yeah, like you're saying, you're, you're ultimately responsible for paying back everything. Yeah. And even when you think that you're getting like little like spiffs, and it's like you're getting hooked up with different things, you're paying for that yeah, stuff nine everything. times out of ten. You know, yeah. so. Yeah, there'd be stuff like there was a guy, a designer, who um, had the Panda Panda song on um, Kanye's Life of Pablo album, which man, I love the guy. Like he was in the office all the time, super high energy. But he was the guy who was like Panda 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 Panda, and like I got brought through Atlanta. Like he was awesome. <laughs> this guy was amazing, and he'd come into the office, and I'd be like walking to the bathroom, and he'd be like, "Yo, man, you like this shirt?" I'm like, "I love that shirt." <laughs> He's like, "Yo," <laughs> he was awesome. I painted He's the, ja- the hype man too. Yeah, dude, he was awesome. I painted a jacket for him, but then like you know. <laughs> Then all of a sudden it's like, you know, he's not as relevant. His songs aren't as relevant. I think he's still got a really good, like, Instagram following. So I think he's still doing relevant things. that way. Yeah, but, like, I don't know, man. After he fell off a little bit, it's like, oh, we don't care about you anymore. And it's just like, and then they didn't release his next album. They don't do that. So, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not against labels. They pay me still, and, like, it's great. But, like, it's also. Well, they, I mean, you're, you're not actually working directly for it. Because no. you, you were a W-2, right? I was, yeah, at and, and that which is awesome as an artist to get to say that you actually got to, to yeah, do that to get slips, and yeah, and, and cool. also thinking about the fact that like you post your stuff on like social media after you've like 
already been paid for it pretty much as yeah. compared to other people who are posting on social media hoping that by posting it on social media yeah. that they'll actually get some traction and maybe you know something to return that's, for it right. that's been a hard part too because i mean that's of, probably why you don't care to, get, to well, be on you don't need it i forget about it sometimes because there's a lot of the stuff we're working on is like you know three months before it even comes out and then you have like you, you can't yeah, and you can't talk about it yeah, non-disclosure agreements and you sign these things and you're like i can't and it's like and then after the fact you know it's like so i had a question as we're sitting here talking that's just kind of like i don't know it's 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 making me think if i don't ask it now i'm gonna forget it have you ever had someone steal or infringe on your artwork yeah um (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah matter of fact how many you want to hear about yeah no (laughs) i mean i think a lot of my artwork though is it's not mine it's like i think of it think of it as like the artist drives the art so it's like fair enough yeah yeah i can see that but there was one time when i was working at zion back in the day and i did a bunch of just like random designs for something and one of our printers the designer at one of the printers um i think he had like a wakeboarding company or something Mm -hmm. and took like every (laughs) piece of this design he's like i'm totally yeah i mean i didn't care it was one of those things like it's like the whole like flattery thing i mean if you're not Everyone's ripping. Do you really believe off. that? You really believe like um, in, intimidation is the highest form of flattery? Because yeah. I don't. That just pisses me off. So my thing is like, I'm a creative. I'll come up with a better idea. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. No, it, 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 whoever came up with that is the person that yeah. was stealing everything from everyone. It's like, don't worry about it. It's flattery. Yeah. Well, my thing is like, it's flattery because like <laughs> I'm just gonna. You can sell that ten ways from Sunday, man. Yeah. That ain't gonna fly with me. Charlie, you mind if I grab another? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I feel I just, like. I like the imitation thing, like, cause it's okay. Think about it like this: It's like if you're a creative, you're like, I'm just gonna come up with a better idea next, you know. So if I'm like, all right, I got this, like, yeah, I, I, I could see that. I, I could see that you're ripping off that, what I already did. Agreed. But know? my thing is this: like, like when you look at like competitive advantages, and you look at, you know, artwork is a competitive advantage. It's a, it's something that you've created. It's going to have a shelf life. Yeah. And let's say that shelf life of existence prior to, you know, the internet and prior to just someone just jacking it. Normally, let's say it's six months. Yeah. Now it's like six weeks. Six weeks. Yeah, it's or like maybe not even, maybe not even that. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just there because whatever, you know, it, it literally gets taken. Thank you guys. It gets taken and all of a sudden you're going, wait a minute, like, really? Yeah. Like I worked, I worked countless hours on that, and I expect a level of return at six months. Yeah. Now I'm getting that level of return at six weeks, and normally the person that steals it from you, they're not selling it more expensive. They're usually undercutting the price. Yeah, yeah. That's why they took it, you know. And they're like, oh, if I could take this, steal it, cut it, and yeah, do exactly. it this way. I don't know. Easy. I get. I think back to that movie American Gangster where he's like, you know, he's talking about. He's like, no, that's the blue. That's the blue magic. You can't cut it, you can't, and yeah. you can't you can't dilute it and make it something else. And that's that's my product, you yeah, know. And it's yeah. a terrible analogy, but that's kind of how <laughs> I feel about it. Uh, one of my favorite movies, by the way. It's a great movie. Yeah, oh man, top five. I top was five. Just thinking about it too, like earlier, like talking about like movies like that. My movie I like associate with the most is uh, the Usual Suspects. And great Ka- movie, Kaiser Soze. Kaiser Soze. Kaiser Soze. So that's where Kevin Ka- Spacey, dude. That's a fantastic. And movie. that's where I feel like I want my career to lie. <laughs> it's okay. Like I want to be the dude that <laughs> is doing all the work. No one even expects it or suspects it from him. But you're like, at the end of the day, you're like, hey. Because, I mean, it's like I've got a lot of friends that are really good on Instagram, a lot of doing a lot of good things. And, like, the people that are, like, successful at this stuff and can navigate the Instagram side of it too, man, I'm, like, so proud of them and I'm stoked. And I'll give flowers to anybody. Like, if you're a creative and you're making money, like, I'm stoked. Like, do your thing. Like, it's great. Um, I'm personally terrible at it. I'm trying to get better. But I give myself a break and I'm just like, man, 
no one knows about what I'm doing, but I'm still, you know, putting food on, on my plate and, you know, providing for my wife and my family of dogs and cats. Yeah. Um, then, uh, <laughs> then I'm doing a good job. And uh, not just know, any dogs, not just any dog, the cutest wiener dogs on the planet. Dogs. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, so that's my thing. But, uh, yeah, the Kaiser Solze thing is something I always like come back to. I'm just like, listen, man, I don't need, I don't need the public recognition the way like other people maybe do. And I, I do it because I love doing this stuff. And this is what I wanted to do, and it's like the only way I can make a living without. Yeah, there's a term. There's a term I use for that. It's called flying below the radar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just want to fly below the radar, be successful. You don't need to know I'm here. If I'm here, I'm not. So yeah. be it. You know. Well, it's talking to people that are really successful in that space too. <laughs> yeah. well, what's going on over there? Yeah. Guys, <laughs> you don't know I have narcolepsy. Tim knows I have narcolepsy. Oh. Am I putting you to sleep? Our audience does not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, sorry, Lord. guys. Uh, sorry no about one's that. Gonna see that, but yeah. I mean, hey, yeah, yeah. People gotta live with things. All right, yeah. no. that's all good. No, but I was, I definitely agree with you, man. That below, that below the, the radar, radar. Yeah. being kind of smooth and not having to put it out there. Plus, you know, I mean, you're doing it the, you're doing it the way that I consider is a sustainable way. Yeah. Social yeah. media waves come and go, but man, if you if you're making money not having to promote that kind of situation and you're yeah. doing it and I mean, obviously you can see your passion. The leather jackets are super yeah, yeah. super dope. Thank Those you. look awesome. Uh, would you say that's your favorite project you've done or what would be yeah. your favorite project? I would say favorite projects, shoot. It it kind of changes all the time. I say some of the does is it two categories cuz you're an amazing artist. Yeah. So and and by artist I mean like Paint, pencil, I'd, amazing. But then yeah. you also are graphically like inclined, I guess, whatever you want to call it. But like the, what do you call it when you do like illustrations? Illustrations yeah. on a computer. What, what's the name of that? I'm the same thing. Graphic illustration, whatever. Just illustration. Okay. Well, yeah. anyway, you're amazing at that. That's two different things, right? Yeah, it's a different muscle. Um, I'd say like the thing I'm most proud of right now, and like kind of like what I've worked on. Um, one of the leather jackets I painted was like a gift to somebody. Um, he was like a French rapper. I forget what his name was like Niles or Riles or something like that. Anyway, like I painted the praying hands on the back of a jacket. Okay. And Oh, I, you sent that to me. Yeah. Dude, sick. It was it came out really good and it gave me a lot of confidence and I was like, "Wow." I'm like, cuz I learned how to paint like kind of yeah. traditional, st- you know, oil paints and stuff. So I was like, "Man, I could like translate this into a leather jacket cuz I'm just used to painting logos." Oh, so this is like your first leather jacket. This wasn't my first, it was my first like photo reel. Classical okay, painting on a leather jacket, and then that got me inspired. So I started being like, "All right, so I'm doing skulls on all the." I'm guns. looking up this French rapper, by the way. I don't. I think his name I, is. R- I got you. Riles or something. I don't want to mess your story. I'm just doing it. No, I'm just. There's so many French rappers. I just want to know what your favorite one is. <laughs> um, so this is the jacket here. Oh wow! So I painted that. That's ridiculous. That's, was, that's really. I was cool. amped on it. This is this guy. Yes. So. I, I mean, look to, at the detail in his work. I know. And then here's the thing. Like, I remember when I was in New York last, I went, I went up to New York last. I went for his wedding, and I fell asleep. Uh, you you right? were sick, man. I know. But I didn't know I was sick at the time. I just yeah. fell asleep in the middle of his dance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm not good at any of this stuff. <laughs> but Tim was showing me some of the leather jackets, and he was, you know, things it's are, Riles, right? Things are R- always R- different. That's it. R I L E S. Riles. Yeah. Riles. That's it. Th- things are different when you see them actually in person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even with 4K, you know, you VR headset on, it's oh. still not the same. And when I saw how the leather, the texture of leather, and the way that it is not. A f- remotely a flat surface, right? And that's what I'm and, and and say let's say it, it's like a sleeve, right? Yeah. And now you got to paint this thing 
oh, to where it's going to lay sleeve. around on that sleeve. So yeah. it's not even really the same picture. But that was for Shaq, so that was like a seven foot. Oh, yeah, that was the one I saw when I was at your house. He's all, That's the thing. I don't think that Tim can really keep up with all the people he's working with or for. Every time I talk to him, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm doing something for Shaq right now. Doing something for blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it was funny, too, because like, that's a separate thing, but like with um, the Islanders, because the Islanders opened a new arena. Okay. USB Arena, I think that's what it's called. Anyway, um, they hired me to do all these like jackets for the the celebrities that they were gonna bring in to like unveil it. Oh, and, that's cool. And uh, so I was doing these like crazy big sleeved like for Shaq. I mean, he's seven feet tall. But this was like the night before my wedding. I'm like painting this jacket <laughs> and trying to get it done. Literally like of dropping course. it off at like my friend Leslie's house to like deliver. Hey, please deliver this. I'm going to my rehearsal dinner now. But once again, that is a, that's a test of life of to, an artist. Yeah, but not that's most artists. It that's a, that's the sad thing is that most artists the day before their wedding are not going to do that. I but mean, that, I think that's what sets you apart. And what all's not happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, please. Stop. Your wife. Your wife does what? Oh, she's a makeup artist, and she's for like she does TV and film. So yeah, like, she so she's working. constantly around famous people. Yeah, like it's almost like I'm, she's closer to famous people than even you. I was gonna say like the herb comment about like ah, he's a herb that's like so because i'll be like i worked on guns and roses and she's like cool i was just doing like the makeup for i don't even know chevy chase you know or, like just random things like she was working on a movie with um donald glover uh last week so like childish, childish gambino like she's just doing We've been trying to get him to do our opening oh yeah what's your one more yeah what's your one more this is America. Um, this is America. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, she works on Law and Order all the time. And I'm like, can doom, you just doom. let me be a dead body? Yeah. And she's like, no. <laughs> but, yeah, all that stuff. She's really talented, too. That's nice. Yeah. yeah and, your bro- and your brothers, you've got three brothers. Yeah. They're and all, you have two sisters. Yeah, and they're all doing And they're all very all successful, creative. super creative people. Well, we grew up. In a caboose. Home- we all grew up homeschooled. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. in a caboose in Washington for a little bit. But yeah, You guys we- did own a caboose, right? Yeah, we lived in a caboose. Um, See, guys, you're never going to make it unless you grow up in a caboose. So it's just, it's just yeah. Or it's- sleep on someone's couch. Yeah. <laughs> Couches and cabooses. We can all do that, but getting to own a caboose and turn it into a home, yeah. they learned at a very young age that what something might be, uh, like the title that's been applied to something, mm-hmm. might not necessarily be its end-all, be-all. You can actually redefine things, and that's what art yeah. is, you know, seeing something and then creating something beautiful from what we get to... Uh, we're observers, right? Yeah. It's a gift of being a human. We get to yeah. observe things. So we know music because we've heard music, but we get to create music with the same seven notes. Right. You know, it's yeah. a beautiful thing. Anyway. No, you're right. This is not about me. Go ahead, Tim. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I think uh, being, a, you know, growing up in a very religious homeschooled household was like, a, I'm just, I can't... And I went to a private school, St. John, and you went to... Ocala Christian Academy in high school. And you were the, the pitcher there. I paid pitcher and shortstop, yeah. And then uh, and we and we got spanked when we went. We didn't behave ourselves at yeah, school. Yeah. How many kids get that now? Yeah. You know. Nah. I just beat kids randomly. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. Beat You're acting up. Stop. Like, Sir, please. Call the enforcer up. in. Yeah. I actually have two dachshunds that'll just you know, bark at them. Any misbehaving kid. They hate kids. They don't know what's going on. I have a vegan bakery underneath. The well, apartment. you know, I mean, they're, they're hounds. They literally are hound dogs. Yeah, they're just announcing know? everything. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. No, that's great. I digress. No, that's all good. That's all good. Well, I mean, I tell you what, I've greatly appreciated sharing 
the stories. I know we're going to make a lot out of this. Charlie's going to cut, edit, do a bunch of tremendous stuff. But you've yeah. you've got some cool stuff going on. You've I'm not going to cut anything people. out of this. Yeah, yeah. he's he's going to cut a lot of stuff. Man. <laughs> Us hitting the table and everything else we've been doing. He'll yeah, edit yeah. it up, make it sound great. No, but no, man, cool. I appreciate you coming by, no, spending some time me. with us, and so uh, I've got a chance to work with you on a couple of projects. Yeah. Man, it's been super awesome, and man, I've been very uh, very impressed and uh, humbled with the opportunity to work with you well, and having you, you here today. We greatly appreciate it. Well, I appreciate everything you've done for me. It, is there an option for people who watch this to get in touch with oh, you? Oh, great point, oh, Charlie. Yeah. Thank um, you. I, I'm again terrible at all this stuff, but um, at Timothy Lenore Design is my Instagram, um, and then uh, at Timothy Lenore Design Design it's on Instagram, and then that's kind of where and you're my, on LinkedIn too. Yeah, but I mean my portfolio is on there, and then there's like my email address is my full name Timothy Lenore Gmail dot com, um, but yeah, like, I, I don't know Dapper Skull is the the name of my corporation I work under, which is D A P R S K L. Um, and then that's, is this your company that I'm wearing? Uh, that's is that your brother's collector. That's my brother's company. Yeah. But yeah, I designed the hat, but I'm the creative. Director I love, I love the hat you have on. I literally, um, have never worn a hat so much to the point that it's got like my DNA, like in it, you know, <laughs> everywhere. That's kind of gross. So man. I'm really stoked. Thanks for, thanks for bringing us some new swag, man. No, yeah, no, absolutely. Good. We appreciate it. Thank you much. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, no, glad people like it. No. Yeah. Well, if you guys got any questions, hit Timothy up, yeah. hit him up on his IG, hit him up on his email. And I can tell you in working with him, super fast, super responsive, and will absolutely uh, bring to life your creations. So give him a shot. Dude, thanks, Gwen. Yeah. Thanks, appreciate man. It. I got one more shot, I'm gonna make it One more chance, I'm gonna take it I meant it when I said it, now it's time for me to do it I got one life to live, so I put them all into it, yeah I wanted to add a couple things before you guys go. One thing, if you want to watch this video or any of the other audio podcasts, you can go to whatisyouronemore.com and check out all the additional content. Like I said, videos, audio podcasts. Um, and if you want to see Tim and I, this is the second thing. If you want to see Tim and I in a music video, look up Mission Accomplished by Charlie Walker on YouTube. It's not actually a music video. It's my wedding. I wrote a song for my wife and surprised her at her wedding with it and then had the videographers turn it into a music video. So if you want to see Tim and I breaking it down in our tuxes, uh, check it out. It's called Mission Accomplished by Charlie Walker on YouTube. All right, much love, guys. Till next time.